You are listening to episode eight of the Entrepreneur Happy Hour podcast with featured guest, Mr. Felix Anderson. On to the episode. Welcome to the Entrepreneur Happy Hour podcast. I'm your host, Kimberly Denise. This podcast is for entrepreneurs. Whether you're just getting started or working your business part-time or just looking for some inspiration, each episode you will hear the incredible stories of entrepreneurs from around the world. These entrepreneurs are subject matter experts in their niche. Want to show off your fan status? Make sure you're subscribed to the show so you can be one of the first to listen to my latest episode, which starts right now. So grab your favorite beverage and let's talk about business. My guest today is Mr. Felix Anderson. He is a trusted leadership advisor, business coach, spiritual thought leader, and the founder of Wake Your Successful Self Up. Mr. Felix, how are you this morning? I am doing great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm glad to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate that. Well, it's wonderful to have you on. Um, I have watched you on social media and been encouraged by a lot of what it is that you do and the information that you're putting out. So if you don't mind sharing with the listeners a little bit more about um, Wake Your Successful Self Up, but before you do, um, what kind of got you into this um, entrepreneurship journey? How did it all begin for you? Um, it, it began a little awkwardly. Uh, my, uh, my career started off in journalism, um, and I started off, went to school to be a, a journalist. I really wanted to work in the newsroom. I had the opportunity during my senior year in college to serve as a press secretary, press secretary for a senator here in Mississippi. I was attending Jackson State University at the time. And then uh, after I graduated, um, I actually moved to Memphis to work at the Commercial Appeal. Uh, worked at the Commercial Appeal for a brief stint. I was in the newsroom and I realized this isn't for me. And so with the college degree, I moved back to Jackson, Mississippi, as we always do. We always go back to our comfort zone. So I was in the process of finding myself and redefining what I wanted to do and realized that I wasted almost four years of my life on a degree that I wasn't going to use. I began to start working um, little odd jobs. I was working at a gas station. Uh, I was walking uh, five miles to wait tables. Uh, I was substitute teaching and then, then I was have to walk another two or three miles to a place called Hollywood Video. That's back when we were selling uh, VHSs and Blockbuster and all of that stuff was uh, pretty prevalent. And so uh, it was in that process that I had to, uh, I had the opportunity to really do a self-analysis of what I wanted to do with my life, uh, where I wanted to be. And uh, I remember walking one, uh, one day uh, and it was raining. And I remember uh, pulling a sheet of paper out and I remember practicing my signature because in my mind, before I knew what the power of visualization and practicing the art of visualization, um, I took a sheet of paper out and I began to start practicing my signature. And in my mind, I knew that I was going to be a CEO one day. I knew I was going to start writing checks. 
And so that's where it all began for me. It was doing that walk where I had the opportunity to really understand who I was and who I was not and who I wanted to be all in the same time. And so uh, it started off with me uh, working as a uh, research recruiter for the Jackson Heart Study. I went there to working as a director of agency relations for, uh, for the Food Network. Um, and I was uh, the youngest person on the job at that time. So I was over about 385 agencies. Uh, I then left there to work as a general manager of a physical therapy clinic. From there, I went to do ministry full time of a, of a church that had about 5,000 plus members. And so I went from corporate to kingdom uh, because the, the church I was attending at that time, uh, the leader uh, saw something in me and he brought me on full time to handle the ministry of helps department. And so uh, I pretty much handled and had the opportunity to really learn how to love on people and to understand customer service from a kingdom perspective and, and incorporate what I learned in corporate and bridge that over to kingdom. So it was like the happy medium. Uh, I left there and then I came to Memphis to work as the vice president of the Mid-South Food Bank at the time off of Dudley. So you're familiar with where that is. So I was, I was making a major commute uh, from Mississippi in transit. I would wake up every Monday morning. And this is that whole journey that most people don't talk about. I would wake up every Monday morning. I would drive three to four hours to Memphis. I would get there on time for work. I would live. Uh, I don't know if they still have payway. That's off of uh, payway still off of. So I lived down off of Belvedere. And, um, and I had a little uh, studio uh, complex uh, at the time. One of the general managers of a local sports agency. Uh, he said, uh, listen, I'm going to allow you to be able to have the space so that you can uh, make that commute easily. And so that was helpful in having the mentoring and the people connected to me doing that, that whole journey. I left that uh, job to go wait tables and everybody thought I was crazy. And uh, I left being a vice president of a food bank to go and wait tables because I wanted to start a company called The Executive Concierge. I knew that my purpose was to make sure that I serve people and teach people the power of serving other people. I just didn't know what that looked like. And so I went to go and wait tables. And from there, every principle that I adhere to today, I learned throughout that little journey. It was a, a three to four year window where I was doing everything from ground up. I was learning how to live as a minimalist. I was learning how not to have all of the extra fluff. I was learning how to incorporate the business principles that I learned from top tier leadership. And I was really learning how to walk in humility in a greater way. And I think that that's the key to really experiencing success in a greater way. It's learning how to walk in humility because those of us who choose to walk in humility will be able to experience power like we've never experienced it before once we get in top tier leadership. So that's the, the premise of my, my journey. Uh, after that, uh, my wife and I, we started uh, our counseling clinic. Uh, we started our counseling clinic, started the executive concierge for, where from the time uh, executives or celebrities get off the airplane to the time they get back on the airplane, we take care of them. And so before Kroger and Walmart had their curbside assistance and things of that nature, that's what we were doing. Uh, we had clients that would call us with their grocery list and we would have their groceries and things of that nature ready for them by the time they got home. So we were doing all of this prior to uh, the curving of the technology. And so uh, we migrated. And one day, my mom, in 2013, um, my mom got murdered as a victim of domestic violence. And so um, it was one of those situations where she was not with her ex-husband, but it was one of those situations where if I couldn't have you, 
nobody else could have you. And so I became a strong advocate uh, for women uh, and becoming a voice for the voiceless. And I've always been that way. And so I remember practicing my principle, uh, the TTD principle, track the day, track the dollar, track the diet. I was trained for a marathon at the time. And as I was out running, I had somebody, I'm an introvert, extrovert, if that makes sense. Uh, if, if you don't say anything to me, I won't say anything to you. But if you turn my gift on just like now, uh, I'll begin to start talking and I'll begin to start flowing. And so my whole social media journey didn't start off like most people started off. I did not want to be in front of the screen. I, I always liked being behind the scenes. I did not like being in front of the camera at all. I'm one of those that I serve in the shadows so that other people can shine in the spotlight. And uh, I remember somebody inboxing me. It was a prophet that inboxed me. He had never heard me speak before. And he said this to me. He said, uh, the world needs to hear what you have to say. And before I understood that there are people that are assigned to our voice and there are people that are assigned to our words, before I understood all of that, uh, this prophet, uh, he released that message to me. I uh, started on Periscope, on the Periscope platform. I had maybe about two people following me at the time. And I would go into other people's broadcasts. I would scribe for them. They would say something. I would just jump in their broadcast. And they say, hey, how you doing? I would, I would scribe, hey, how you doing? And so I would really be their scribe to serve as a teleprompter uh, for them uh, so that it would make broadcasting easier for them and for those who were viewing. And so um, one day I was drunk. I was running. And um, I know this is a long journey, but I kind of want to give people the whole picture, if that makes Definitely. sense. Definitely. Um, uh, because sometimes people see a snippet or they get sound bites of success and they don't understand that success isn't as easy as most people make it to be. There is a process to success. And most of us, we like to, pro we, we like to finish product, but we don't like to process our process. And that's one thing I had to realize. I had to learn how to process the process. And the process sometimes um, isn't easy. And I want to share with those entrepreneurs that are listening to me right now that the journey may not always be easy, but it's well worth it if you keep uh, persevering. And so um, I was running, I was doing a broadcast, my very first broadcast. And uh, it was a gentleman that said something to me and out of my belly came the words. I said, wake your successful stuff up. And um, I, I said it, I forgot I said it, honestly. And I kept back running. And um, I had somebody to inbox, the same gentleman inboxed me two weeks later. He said his wife was battling depression. And he said that, um, he said, when you said the words, wake your successful self up, my wife came out of her depression immediately. Keep saying it. And so I kept saying it. People asked me to put it on a t-shirt. Went from a t-shirt. Uh, it was not supposed to be my first book. Uh, I've made it my first book and the rest is history. It's now a full-fledged business and full-fledged ministry and business at the same time. So we do both corporate and we do kingdom. Wow. I like what you said, um, how you transitioned from corporate to kingdom in the beginning of talking about your story and um, right. all of your experiences and work and then how you ended up um, leading a, I mean, that's a, a 5,000 member congregation. That's, a, that's, I mean, that's not a small church. Um, it's not a small we, church at all. We would consider that, you know, in the South with the size of our churches that, I mean, that maybe be like a good medium size, you know, that's quite a few. You've got um, auxiliaries, ministries, different things, you know, going on. Absolutely. And it's, um, 
I mean, it's you've got to run it like a business. You've got to have team meetings. You've got to boost morale. You've got staff, I'm sure, yeah. um, with all of those. But I like what you were saying. And I just wanted to see if we could kind of encourage those who are listening, who right. are faith-based entrepreneurs, those who, um, you know, have built their business on their faith principles. And you talked about moving from corporate to kingdom. If you don't mind elaborating on that, because I, I know there's a, a few, um, quite a few people connected to me, you know, who are trying to run a kingdom-based business, but they're used right. to a lot of the corporate ways of doing things. So in your, with your experience and your expertise, what are some tips that you would give to someone who's running this business? And it's a, you know, it may not be a, a church or a ministry, but they founded it on Christian principles and, you know, they're looking to make sure that that's the foundation of all that they do. What tips would you give or any um, encouraging words as they are trying to be more kingdom than corporate? The best advice I can give you is to show up as your authentic you. I know this may seem uh, like a, a cliche term, but I'm going to elaborate on that. Um, understand that everything is spiritual before it becomes natural. Business is spiritual. Uh, even business people understand that. Uh, business is spiritual. You cannot separate the two. Uh, you cannot separate me, my gift from my God. You cannot separate the two. Uh, when you look at Pharaoh, and we can speak to what we're dealing with right now during this pandemic. Uh, and Pharaoh, when he incorporated and brought Joseph up, he brought Joseph up because of his gift. And many of us are flowing and doing our businesses because of, we're gifted to do these things. God has placed these, uh, these different gifts on the inside of us to do these different things. And so we try to incorporate and include everybody else, but we exclude God. And so there's no way for you to exclude God or separate God from your gift. It's almost like a combo. When you go to the drive-thru, if you're going to get the number one, whether you want the fries or whether you want the drink or not, you're going to get the drink. You may just want the hamburger, but if you get me, you're not only going to get my gift, you're going to get my God. You can't separate the two. And so what happens is we try to separate things. And the reason why most entrepreneurs, uh, faith-based entrepreneurs don't succeed is that, and, and I'm gonna say this uh, without reservation, uh, if I can, the reason why most faith-based entrepreneurs don't succeed is because we're trying to use, we're, we're trying to use policies in our principles. We're trying to adhere to rules in our principles. And God has set forth certain kingdom principles that most people in the entrepreneurial arena understand. They understand that if I give, it's gonna be given back to me. I grew up around killers and dope boys. I wasn't always this polished. And so I grew up around killers and dope boys. And one thing I understood about the dope boys, they taught me this. They taught me that you buy, you, you excuse me, you buy at wholesale, you sell at retail, right? So you buy, you, you buy everything at wholesale. And I know we're on a faith-based call, so I'm going to try to keep it as clean as I possibly can. You buy at wholesale, you sell at retail. But one of the principles that they did was they, they adhered to the Luke 638 principle given and shall be given unto you good measure pressed down shaken together running over shall men given to your bosom that's a business principle walmart does it sam's does it uh, they do it uh, when you go to uh when you go to one of these grocery stores when you walk in the grocery store one of the first things that they'll do they'll have somebody in the aisle way to give you a sample 
of what it is that they want you to purchase, if not now, maybe later. And so that's what we do when we call it trip wires and things of that nature. None of this stuff is new under the sun. Uh, Sam's Club and Walmart, they've been doing trip wires all the time. They just did it in a different form. So for the people that are struggling with uh, trying to figure out whether or not you're going to be a kingdompreneur, an entrepreneur, I just say do business. And when you do business and when you show up as your authentic you, people will be able to see the God in you and you shouldn't have to explain the God in you. And I also would like to tell everybody who's in here to really uh, don't create boundaries for yourself that's going to limit your business. Because oftentimes we'll say, well, I'm a faith-based business. Well, everybody that you do business with may not be faith-based. They may not want your God. They just may need your gift. And so don't limit yourself to giving people what they need because you want to give them all of you. Some people can't handle all of you. Some people can't handle your God. They can barely handle our gifts uh, because it doesn't make sense to them for us to do certain things the way that we do them. Uh, it, it wouldn't make sense for somebody to leave a, uh, a vice president job to go wait tables. Uh, you have to have faith to do that. And so what most people call, uh, and, and the terminology is really the same, we just, we just don't understand that we're doing the same thing. We're just doing it in a different arena, right? Uh, what, what, uh, what the standard corporation calls goals, the Bible calls hope. Uh, what most people call faith, they call risk. I'm taking a risk. And so the, the difference is not in what you say. The difference is what you do. So I don't need to, for me personally, I don't need to know you're a kingdompreneur. Um, I just need, I don't need to know that you're a faith-based ministry. I just need to know that you're operating out of kingdom principles. I can respect that. And that's why I'm able to work with people that don't even know my God because they understand the principles of my God. And so I bridge the two. And if they understand the principles of my God, then I can then form a relationship with them later off, off the table. Um, but as long as we're in, in, I don't care if you can, if you cuss or, or not, that's between you and God. That's not my, my position is not to uh, convince you to believe like I believe. My position is to do business and to make sure that I'm getting money for the kingdom and bringing all the tithes and everything else into the storehouse, if that makes sense. Yes, it does. And I like what, what you said. Um, everyone may not want your God but you know they may need your gift so i like that i like that you said that because one of the things um for me when i first started out um i my faith is the foundation of everything that i do but i had the amazing opportunity um my life took a shift took some turns and this right. interview is more about you than it is about me you and i have talked offline about it right. um but in my start i'm grateful for my start because in my start i was able to do some research um right. and just kind of figure out okay what it is that i'm supposed to do and so i Absolutely. like that you put into words what i've been doing and what a lot of other entrepreneurs i know have been doing Right. Right. I, you know, I myself have a kingdom mindset, you know, right. but I just call myself, you know, an entrepreneur. You know, Absolutely. I don't have to say kingdompreneur, faithpreneur. I don't have a problem with those words. And at one point you had Absolutely. all of these. When I first started out, people were calling themselves vetpreneur, you know, um, and it just adding preneur to the end of, you know, if they were a veteran and all of this, nothing wrong with that at all. But I like what you said. And it's really 
We've been taught this from when we were younger. Right. You shouldn't have to tell people who you are, right? Right. Your right. character should speak for itself. You know, the That's way right. you handle yourself, the way you do business should speak for itself. Um, and you are, sir, a very eloquent speaker. Um, but I am sure I the way the way that you do business speaks even more. Um, I want to get a little bit more into you talked about um, the TTD principle. Yes, uh, TTD principle. It's a principle that I live by. I do everything in threes. Uh, and uh, if you notice, I call it um, I call it for me. I call it the Jesus pattern. I don't necessarily uh, I don't necessarily do um, everything for the sake of just doing it. Everything that I do is with purpose and on purpose. And so there's a principle, every principle that I adhere to, uh, believe it or not, comes out of the Bible. Uh, I think, uh, and I, I, before I go into the TTD principle, I want to share this for those who are listening. Um, I, want, I want those who are listening to understand the power of finding the right partnerships. Uh, and this is the mistake that I see a lot of um, not entrepreneurs in general, whether you're a faith-based faith -based entrepreneur, whether you just are an entrepreneur in general. This is the mistake that I see a lot of us making. We have no problems with collaborating outside uh, when we were working for other people. Uh, but when we begin to start working uh, uh, for ourselves and doing business for ourselves, uh, we go from competition to uh, collaboration to competition. Uh, and so in the first principle that I live by, the TTD principle, track the day, track the dollar, track the diet, I get that out of Genesis chapter one uh, because he talks about the diet, but he says, let us make man. And so when you see let us make man, you see God speaking to his creative self and partnering with his creative self to produce something that never produced before. So even as you and I, we're conversing right now, we're formulating a partnership to create a podcast that never existed before. And so the TTD principle uh, was something that really, I'm, I'm very systematic, never been in the military, but I believe uh, in making sure that I manage my time. I always share this with people. My gift is free, but my time ain't. And I use the word ain't specifically. Um, I, I understand uh, subject and verb agreement uh, for those that are listening, but I always say this, that my gift is free, my time ain't. And so in other words, if I'm coming and sharing, um, this is how I separate kingdom from business. If I'm coming and I'm sharing with you freely, that's kingdom because I didn't give me, I didn't give my gift to myself. However, uh, if I send my twin brothers terms and agreement, you know that I'm doing business. So if the paperwork comes before I do, we are doing business. If the paperwork don't come, I'm doing kingdom. That's how you separate the two. But track the day, track the dollar, track the diet, again, is a principle that I live by. Um, and I always share this with people. I can tell you everything I need to know about you by looking at your diet, whether it's your spiritual diet, whether it's your emotional diet, your physical diet, your intellectual diet. What you are consuming tells me everything I need to know about you. Uh, this caused me to be, um, I went from a pescatarian to uh, a vegan. So I vacillate between being a vegan and a pescatarian, depending on the season. Uh, it depends on uh, what I have going on and how much energy I need. And so in looking at your diet, your diet would tell me how far your dollar is going to stretch. It's going to tell me where you are putting your dollars. It's also going to tell me where you're putting your time. And so it's going to tell me the energy level that you have. It's going to tell me uh, what time of the day do you get up? What are your sleep patterns? For me, all of my business is done before 8 o'clock. 
So I'm doing business between 4 a.m. to 8 a.m. After 8 a.m., I'm doing nothing but strategy. Not when say strategizing. I don't use the term strategy. That's a whole nother. Uh, that's a whole nother broadcast for another day. Um, and uh, I, I will. I hope I can elaborate that on that. If not now, maybe later. But I don't use the term strategy. So what I do is I, I write down everything that I'm purposed to do so that um, I can have the wisdom that I need in order to come back from that 4 a.m. to 8 a.m. window, if that makes sense. Yes, yes. So you use that time. You don't like the word strategy. You're, you're uh, writing a vision during that time. I get wisdom. There's a difference between, yeah, there's a difference between wisdom and, and strategies. Uh, I hear to, when the Bible says, uh, I think it's in Ecclesiastes, uh, my speech will always, always betray me. I'm a man of God before my business, man, if that makes sense. But you can't separate the two from me, right? And I'll talk this way no matter who I'm around. This is who I am regardless of who I'm around because I want people to understand who I am without having to compromise who I am, if that makes sense. And so there, there are times when I do tone it down um but because we're speaking to uh to entrepreneurs across the board i wanted them to see the the, the gap between the two or the bridge between the two uh it talks about uh wisdom as a defense as money is a defense and we're all in business to make money but we can't do business effectively if we don't have the wisdom that we need in order to do the business that we need effectively right and so i don't strategies is my way of doing things when we formulate strategies, strategies will give us the opportunity to not only uh, see how we want to do it, but it will give us the opportunity to do the easy route or take the easy route. Wisdom is a little bit different because you can have strategies and not have wisdom, but you can't have wisdom and not have strategy. Uh -huh. And so what happens is we have strategies, our way of doing things. And we want to present that to God and say, okay, God, I want you to bless my business. This is why I said earlier that everything is spiritual. Then it becomes this business is spiritual. So you get the wisdom first. And if you get the wisdom, uh, then uh, strategies will be a byproduct of that. That's good. That's good. Well, I know we've, um, you've shared quite a bit about your journey uh, into entrepreneurship and, um, thank you for sharing more about the TTD principle. And I like what you said, show up as your authentic self, absolutely. you know, just show up as, as who you are. I think oftentimes, um, especially in the age of social media, even more right. so, um, we compare and in that comparison you know mimicking without you know some people do it intentionally um trying to get likes and trying to gain influence but some people think that it's working and they're not doing it to copy people they're just like oh well this works let me try this um and so what would you say i know you uh, mentioned to me before about you know, you weren't really an on-camera person and, no, you know, all of these things. But now, um, being in this pandemic, even before this, we needed to show up online. But now oh, more absolutely. so than, now more so absolutely. than ever. What advice would you give to an entrepreneur who has something to say? Um, you know, maybe, maybe it's a, a book, maybe it's a course, you know, maybe it will be a, a combination of things. Um, that will 
come out of them, but what advice would you give for that entrepreneur struggling with um, showing up online and they don't really know where to start? Uh, for that person that's struggling with showing up online, not understanding and knowing where to start, uh, understand this, uh, six, never measure success. Never measure success by numbers. I'm going to say that slow because I want you to hear me very, very clearly. Never measure success by numbers. People can manipulate numbers. You see that all the time on social media, right? So you never measure success by numbers. You measure your success by obedience. Or do you have a full conviction that what you're doing is, first of all, what your purpose to do? Second of all, if you have a strong enough conviction that if I don't do this, somebody won't be able to do what their purpose to do. So you got to have that strong conviction. That's the first thing that I would share with them. Then the second thing I would share with them is understand that there's somebody assigned to your words and there's somebody assigned to your voice. Understand that every platform is not for you. For example, I broadcast on Periscope because I understand who my community is, people who've been there with me for the long run. Not that I can't broadcast on Facebook Live, but I prefer to broadcast on Periscope because I know who my people are, right? Facebook, people are assigned to my words. And Instagram, people are assigned to both. So this is why I give both on Instagram. People are assigned to your words. People are assigned to your voice. And so I teach people not to become authors, but I teach people to become scribes, right? And so that's what I teach people to do. Even though I've authored eight books, I still teach people how to describe, to hear, hear that voice that's speaking to them from an authentic place and write down what you hear. For example, whenever I started doing business, this, is, again, this was my mantra. I, again, I wasn't always defined, but this was my mantra. Iron sharpens iron, but you can't be sharp hanging around butter knife people, right? And so I have to be around people who are sharpening me, people who are going to rub me the wrong way, people who are going to check me when I don't feel like being checked. And in order for me to be sharp, I have to be around people to say, listen, that's not right. Um, you know, I don't agree with that. Take that post down. That post is not clear. Uh, I have to be around people to tell me, listen, your paperwork can be better. And I love being around people uh, that are like you, right? Uh, when you when you do business the right way, you you make people respect you off the, off the front because, okay, I'm doing business the right way. I'm not doing this as a uh, as a hobby, this is what I do. So I'm going to exhibit professionalism on the front end. I appreciate that. You said something. Oh my goodness. You said so much just, just in that one, 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 one other thing. Um, as you were speaking, you talked about that professionalism and oh, all of that. And something that I've noticed, well, I'll tell you this about me, which you've probably already figured out. Um, I don't know if you're much into um, personality types um, and kind of how I people am. show I up. Um, yeah. So I'm a certified this behavioral analysis, and I mainly um, got that, that certification to learn more about myself, but to be able to help other people. Right. I have found, and I was telling my mother this, that I feel like I speak clearly. I have done public speaking for years. I've been right. in leadership in the church and the community. This year makes 24 years. I feel right. like I know how to express myself and get myself across. Right. But for some reason, I feel like people don't hear me. I say very clearly, 
you know, what it is I can be in meetings. And I feel like people will take that. And I, I know that it's the way that they're listening, right? right. So learning more of, about yeah. personality types, I'm learning more how to speak to different people, right? Not That's just speak the way that I am, but understanding who I'm speaking to, especially as I'm growing uh, this business that I believe I'll have a team, right? Like I'm, right. like you said, right. like you said, you were practicing your signature because you knew you were going to Absolutely. be a CEO. One Absolutely. of the things um, that I've noticed that bothers me um, in the industry of entrepreneurship is the misuse of email lists. Absolutely. I have noticed Absolutely. people that, you know, have gotten my email to connect with me. Yes. I didn't sign any type of consent form or anything like that. And then all right. of a sudden, every time they're doing something and they seem like um, they don't know what it is that they're really doing. But every time right. they're doing something, I'm getting this email for this. I'm getting this invite for this. I'm getting this. And I'm just like, you are misusing my email address. Like I did, just because you have my email address does not mean you can contact me for all of those things. So I know right, you've done, done business um, corporately and right. now kingdomly. Right. What advice would you give to the entrepreneur who maybe is seeing these pop-up ads on Facebook, on Instagram, grow your email list, you know, all of these things. What um, advice um, would you, can you give or expertise can you share about appropriately handling your mailing list? Um, so if you could just speak to appropriately handling it, but also, I guess, consistently handling it as well. Uh, you, you have to respect space. Yeah, you have to respect space, and you have to understand. Uh, and and I'll share this with you. Uh, and this is a biblical, uh, this is a not a biblical principle, but this is a principle that I learned from uh, Eight Ball and MJG. I know they're 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 uh, they're, they're local. Uh, I grew up watching and listening to Eight Ball and MJG, and I remember MJG. This is the wisdom of MJG. He says, "Space ain't hard to find, and eventually you're gonna need yours, like I'm gonna need mine." Right. And that was one something that was something that he said. And so what I have to what people have to understand, you have to respect people's space. When it comes to business, you have to respect people's space. And you have to understand that if you are pushy, you're going to make people push away. So everything has to be authentic. When you show up as the authentic you, uh, and then I have to incorporate this to um, to a to another principle. But when you show up as your authentic you, people will automatically be attracted to your gift. Now, I believe that there has to be a level of attraction before there can ever become a level of attachment. And so if you are not, uh, if your timing and if your tone is off to me, and if I feel it, if you're trying to sell me something as opposed to help me, and if it's all about you, uh, I'm not going to participate. That's what I see a lot in these emails. Uh, most of what's being sent in the emails is really nothing but a glorified sales pitch. And uh, if you're not helping me, you're trying to sell items and products to me. And I may not need it um, holistically um, from the way that you're giving it to me, but most, most of these people that, I'm gonna be nice uh, when it comes to email marketing. I'm gonna be extremely nice. Uh, most people are, are really good, great sales persons. I'll just put it that way. They're really good at sales. <laughs> 
I'm going to be nice. So you're being nice. I, I want you to, I want you to just be you, be you. You know, these same people not only send, send these emails or maybe the emails right. are not their thing. These same right. people will tag 99 people on a post on Absolutely. Facebook without Absolutely. permission. These same right. people will tag you right. in the comments of a video, right. you know, and not, um, you know, personally invite you to something like what would you, I, I like what you said about the attraction has to be there before the attachment. Absolutely. Something that I've always been taught and in um, my former um, career working, I did a lot of community engagement work and that work mm -hmm. taught me a lot about relationships with people, right? Right. You, you engage with them, you connect with them. And then once you connect with them, I don't really like the term networking. I don't like to say that I'm networking. Um, right. There's a, a group that I'm a part of, I'm a member of, they've always called their events connection events and not networking events because that Understood. networking you bring a card it's like speed dating you right. you know you exchange and but there's no real connection there and then you kind of feel kind of feel a little like ugh, after you get done it's just you know Absolutely. there wasn't a, a real you know so I'm, I'm about that that connection and I think oftentimes we forget about not only showing up as ourselves but having that authentic, that genuine connection with someone that can grow into other things. Prime example, when I left the workforce mm -hmm. and was no longer in community engagement and people were like, we heard you're starting your own business. Well, whatever it is you're doing, I don't know if it's something that I need, but I like you. So I want to stay connected with you, you right. know? And I think that, like you said, if we're showing up like we're supposed to show up, if we're right. giving people what we're supposed to be giving them, you know, whether right. we are, you know, a, a faith-based person or not, you know, it's, you know, even if people believe in, you know, um, you know, the give and receive, you know, all of that. I, I just feel like if we show up and if we give, the rest will come. And I like what you Absolutely. said. I've never, I've never put it into those words, but you said something about, um, never measure su success by numbers, measure it by That's your correct. obedience. And there have been Absolutely. times where I have broadcast, I've done things and it's, you know, maybe it wasn't a hundred people on or whatever, but I just feel so good when I get done because oh, it was placed absolutely. in me to do it. Absolutely. And I, yeah. you know, so I appreciate yeah. you, you saying that. Yeah. What would you yeah. say to the person struggling with, you know, being like someone else we just talked about that email marketing and respecting people's space but then the tagging on facebook uh -huh. and and all of that and we and i just mentioned genuine connections what would be your final words to to just to do this thing? especially now that we're showing up online everyone's right. showing up online whether they want to or not and we're having to do things a little bit differently so what would you say to um, that entrepreneur who wants to be polite, you know, professional, right? Um, and and you know, polished at the same time. I know you Show like threes. <laughs> yeah, I, I I like I like threes. Show up excellent, 
show up excellent. Your level of excellence may not be my level of excellence because we're all on different, we all have different budgets, right? So if I had a million dollar budget, I'm probably owning my own studio. If you give me a 30, you give me a hundred thousand dollar budget to just do social media, I'm having my own studio, own talk show, the whole nine, right? So show up excellence the best way that you can show up. The next thing I want to share this with you, don't let people pimp you and profit off of your platform. Uh, and you'll see that a lot. Don't let people pimp you and profit off of your platform. Real relationships have genuine exchange. Understand that. Then two, and in terms to, you don't have to sell me something if I'm already sold on it. Uh, I buy excellence. I'm not, I can care less of your religious preference. I buy excellence. That's what I do. I buy excellence. And then two, uh, the last thing I want to share with you that whenever you show up, this is what I call my PB3 principle. Protect the brand, protect the boss, protect the business. You represent more than just you. So you have to protect your brand at all costs. You have to look at if what I'm producing out right, if, I, what, if, if what I'm pushing out right now, will it represent my brand at the highest form, at the highest level? Am I protecting myself? Am I protecting the business? Protect the brand, protect the boss, protect the business. I am Wake Your Successful Step Up. I am all things excellence because that is my mindset. If it's not first rate, I don't want to have anything to do with it. And so I, I share this with you, last but not least. Uh, you, you cannot be royalty and show up regular. Uh, I want to challenge every entrepreneur that's listening to me right now to no longer write with anything that comes in a pack. Don't write with an ink pen that comes in a pack. I want you to I want to challenge you to get you an, uh, an ink pen of quality so that you can begin to start writing down uh, with purpose the divine downloads and the intellectual intel that's going to come to you in the future. I hope that uh, I hope that helps. Yes, you can't be royalty. You can't be royalty. What was that? You cannot, you cannot be royalty and show up regular. And show up and so regular. So I challenge everybody. I challenge, uh, I challenge everybody. None of my cars take regular. And I say that with, uh, with from a place of humility. But none of my cars take regular. And if you try to put regular in something that's, that, that is designed to only hold premium, you're going to mess everything up. You're not going to run right. You're not going to flow right. You're not going to operate right. And many that are listening to me right now, you're not flowing right and not operating right. It's because you're listening to people who are gifted, but they don't know God. And so we're doing everything backwards for those who are kingdompreneurs. And so you're listening to people that are trying to give you strategies. And God doesn't want you to have strategies. God wants you to have wisdom. Because if you have wisdom, strategies is an offspring of wisdom. And so this is why we go to conferences, because we have strategies. We have the know-how in terms of the strategies. We know how we're going to do it, but we don't have the know-how as it relates to wisdom on how we're going to apply this. I say this unapologetically. Simplicity breeds prosperity. The more simple a thing is, the more prosperous it will be. You can look at Apple. This is why I love Apple products. They're very simple. They're prosperous. Everything that is simple is prospering. We don't need a thousand programs. You don't need to have all of the tripwires. If you don't have a product, uh, if you don't have people, and if you don't have a place to put the product and want to send the people, then you won't get that paper. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. <laughs> I appreciate you so much for being You're a so guest welcome. today. Thank and you so I much. look forward to 
um, just this connection um, growing and um, just the things that uh, we'll be able to do together. And um, I want to make sure that people know how we met (laughs) and how we connected. I believe it was through Black Christian influencers. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. I'm not sure how I got the invitation to be a part of it, but uh, I think uh, I saw Memphis, Tennessee, uh, that's what made me reach out to you. I have a conference coming up, and I was initially scheduled to do it in Memphis, but I had to relocate it. I had to pivot to Prosper. Um, and um, that's one thing I learned during this entrepreneurial journey is that we have to pivot to Prosper. Um, but that's how we met. We, we, we met, um, I think it was Instagram, if, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, yes, yeah. it was. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on today. And, thank you. Um, definitely. Um, just appreciate your time you. and Thank your you. sacrifice for being on. And um, oh, make sure to let the people know how they can get in touch with you. You've mentioned all the books that you've authored, um, yeah. and I'll make sure in the description um, to include your information of how people can find you. But if you want to go ahead and share um, no all of that, please. Uh, they can go to mrfelixanderson.com. That's www.mrfelixanderson.com. You can find me at Mr. Felix Anderson on all social media platforms. Uh, you can also find me on Facebook uh, at Mr. Felix Anderson. You'll see the personal page as well as our public uh, figure page as well. I'm pretty active on both. Um, Monday through Fridays, you can catch me on any one of those platforms. I broadcast on the Periscope platform. Uh, we have over 26,000 people that subscribe and listen to us on a daily basis on the Periscope platform. We're grateful for that. And I host a conference every year called Believe Big, again, for entrepreneurs uh, that are both in the kingdom and in the corporate sector. So we bridge the two. Uh, we, uh, we, we bridge the gap. We, we merge spirituality and business and show people how you can be effective doing both. Uh, but the conference is called Believe Big again because we don't have a problem with believing big. It's what happens when life punches us in the face and things don't go as we planned that we have to believe big again. And so uh, that's going to be October the 30th through the 31st in Jackson, Mississippi. Wonderful. So how can, um, if people are interested in getting tickets um, for this event, would they just go to your website in order to get those tickets? There are two ways to get to that destination. They can go to believebigagain.com. That's believebigagain.com. Or they can simply go to mrfelixanderson.com, click the shop button. Uh, All of my courses, classes, all of the books, Dominate Your Distractions, Believe Big Again. Uh, We have a new uh, release coming up, Divine Disconnections. Uh, That's going to be out soon. Uh, And uh, I'm excited about that. So they can go to my shop and find everything they need to find. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much again for being on. And um, we are definitely uh, looking to see more from you. And I've got to subscribe to your Periscope channel so that I won't miss miss out, you know, that, that fear of missing out. Yeah. I want to make sure that I'm that I am a part of that. So thank you again so much. That's no problem. Thank you, woman of excellence. I really appreciate you. Thank you for having me on. <laughs> okay. And that's it for this episode of the Entrepreneur Happy Hour podcast. If you haven't already rated and reviewed my show, leave your feedback. Do that today. Whether you're listening on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify, your review shows off your fan status and helps other 
future listeners find this podcast. I love hearing from my listeners and I would love to hear from you. Send me a note at hello at theentrepreneurhappyhour.com. Until next episode, I'll see you over on the Entrepreneur Happy Hour Facebook community.